Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, hello! Oh gosh, hey, hi. Uh, before we get started, we just have a couple things to tell you about this episode. Yes, well, a couple of things about this episode and a couple of things about, you know, our work in general. One, we last season did a lot of lyric sheets. Every month we would write five, uh, sometimes ten lyric sheets, and all of the profits from the sales of those lyric sheets went to a different organization. And so uh, we haven't started that back up this season, but we hope to very soon. However, um, with everything going on in our country with immigration, uh, we obviously felt we needed to do something. And so we did do handwritten lyric sheets. They sold out so quickly that we didn't even get to tell you on the podcast, which is incredible and wonderful. So we wanted to let you know that we raised $500 for Raices, a nonprofit agency that promotes justice by providing free and low-cost legal services to underserved immigrant children children, families, and refugees in Texas. So all of those lyric sheets are sold out. Um, if we can, we'll add more uh, and we'll let you know as soon as we do. But for now, we're donating $500 because you are all wonderful. So thank you for, you know, continuing to help us blend vampires, Buffy, and social justice. A good match overall. Yeah, thank you all so much for your support. In other news, holy flipping crap, we have a new item in the store that I'm so excited about, which is the Smash the Demon Lizard Patriarchy <gasps> Diner Mug, the only vessel from which I choose to drink coffee. Very satisfying, has a really nice heft to it. You could probably knock out a vampire if you accidentally invite one into your home and leave them temporarily concussed so that you can escape. That's how hefty these mugs are. We also have new uh, Smash the Demon Lizard Patriarchy stickers and a whole bunch of other business. Wow, and we're also, are you ready for it, running a sale through July 8th, the sale code for 15% off everything in the store is, spoiler alert for a conversation that happens later in the episode, Clothed Nudes. That's C-L-O-T-H-E-D-N-U-D-E-S. If you just go to BufferingTheVampireSlayer.com and click on shop, you can see our wares, use that code, and uh, be excited about diner mugs. Cool. Yes, uh, the sale goes through July 8th, like Jenny said. And also, just so you know, there are a handful of super limited items that are up. Uh, we put, we had a few of the Be the Thing That Monsters Have Nightmares About shirt. So, did I say that right? You did a great job. Okay. Uh, we had a handful of those left, so we put those up. Um, they're super limited. I think there's six or eight of them total. Uh, we had some prom mixtapes. They were cassette mixtapes that have um, wild horses twice on each side uh, by the Sundays, of course. <laughs> the only song you need. Yes. So those are up. Again, there's just, I think there's 10 of them total. And then once they're gone, they're gone. So there's a couple of fun little things like that up. And also the Buffy Faith zine is up Back for, in print. Up for pre-order. Yeah, up for pre-order. So um, lots of fun stuff over there. Anyhow, um, a couple of calls, well, a call to action and then a related thing. You all have been transcribing our episodes for us. Um, the effort has been led by our listener, Joelle, but so many of you have participated and we have almost all of seasons one and two complete. Uh, we would love to just reactivate you all to get through season three. You can find out more about the transcriptions and that process at Buffering the Vampire slayer.com slash transcriptions. It's also where you will find all of the transcriptions. 
So for our hard of hearing and deaf audience members, they're able to participate with us. It's really wonderful. Um, thank you all for helping us. And if you have some time, jump in there and help. You can help for as long as you want. You know, it's a whole system in there where you can do 10% of the episode and then let people know where you left off and they can jump in and pick up for you. So um, relatedly, speaking of access, uh, our New York City event is so soon. It's in four days. It's Sunday, July 8th at Littlefield <laughs> in Brooklyn. So exciting. We're going to be doing a live taping of Beer Bad. We have Kathy Too, Heather Hogan, and uh, Louis Peitzman all guesting with us. It's sold out, and we want to just remind you all that the first 100, the first 100 of you will get seats. Uh, I'm saying this because uh, I wanted to make clear something that I didn't make clear the last time I talked about this. Access seating will, of course, be reserved. So if you were somebody who needs a seat, there will be a seat for you. wanted to make that clear. And for the rest of you, if you are not one of the first 100, uh, it will be standing room only, but it's going to be fun. There's yeah, we'll be, be so entertaining, you won't even notice you, yeah, that you're standing you, you won't even realize you're standing. <laughs> um, a couple of little things. I was on a really fun podcast that came out this Monday called The Babysitter's Club Club. Uh, you can find them over on Twitter and other social media uh, at BSCC Podcast. Uh, I talked about Christy and the case of the missing child, uh, a mystery, a Babysitter's Club mystery. Wow. I, I talked a lot about um, Christy being um, at least bisexual. Uh, and in love with Marianne. So I think there's something for everybody over there. It was real fun. I can't wait to listen to that. Yeah. I don't know anything about any of the babysitters in the Babysitter's Club. Oh, wow. Well, Christy is certainly uh, queer of some of some nature. It's, it's, no, a, it's a fact. It's okay. Just a, that's just a fact. It's canon. I mean, like, not only is Christy a queer character, but also the author, Anne M. Martin, uh, came out as queer, like, uh, wow. a couple years ago, maybe? Wow. A year ago? Bombshell! So, yeah. Uh, I also just want to, since we're talking about other podcasts before we hop into our own podcast, I just wanted to give a shout out. I'm sure many of you know about this podcast already, but there is an incredible podcast um, done by two culture writers at the New York Times called Still Processing. And I feel like, you know, in this podcast, we touch on racial justice. We touch on sexuality. We touch on gender. We touch on like a lot of these things and uh, Still Processing. Oh my God. The two hosts are brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And the episode topics are incredible. I just listened to like three episodes the other day, one on Kanye West, uh, which had me like in tears. It was so powerful. Wow. Uh, one on uh, angry women, uh, which talked about the, uh, yeah, the interview, the arrested development interview and like that mm -hmm. whole thing, just like really, really relevant shit. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of overlap. So if you want to know, like, what informs me right now as I talk about shit, you can go on over and check out Still Processing. Wow. Well, listen, you're not the only person who can go around guesting on other people's podcasts. True. I was just on uh, last week's episode of Angel on Top, our sister podcast with Brittany Ashley and Laura Zach. Yes. And I'm here to tell you that you should listen to that episode if you haven't. You should watch the episode of Angel. Then you should listen to us talk about it, especially because now more than ever, because it's a crossover episode. Spike was in Sunnydale the previous week. Then he went to LA. He just loves Southern California. He can't get enough. And we can't get enough of talking about him. So please listen to that episode and every other episode of Angel on Top because it rules and Brittany and Laura are so, so great. Hell yes. Um, I think that's about all we have. We've got some fun segments in this episode. We have Kate Leth, of course. That's a Halloween episode, mm -hmm. so how could we ever be without Kate? And uh, <laughs> I think you'll enjoy her segment. We also have a segment at the end after the song with Chris Farron, who wrote this week's song with Jenny. Hell yeah. Let's get into the episode. Yes.
welcome to Buffering the Vampire Slayer, a podcast where we are watching every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one by one, in chronological order, spoiler free. I'm Jenny Owen Youngs. And I'm Kristen Russo. And this week, you know, it's July. So we're talking about season four, episode four, Fear Itself, which is... The 4th of July episode? The 4th of July episode. Of course. It's uh, the Halloween episode. It's fine. <laughs> Stay tuned to the end of this podcast every week for an original song written by us, recapping the Buffy episode we're discussing. Jenny, this song was not written by us at the end of this episode. Who was it written by? This song was written by half of us, yes. me, a.k.a. me, mm-hmm. and a friend of the pod, <laughs> America's uh, gentle sweetheart, the one, the only, Chris Farron. And if we're lucky, I think after the song, we have a special little segment. Just a little chat, just a little window into the mind of an, an artist, portrait of the artist as a young, hot guy with glasses. Yes. And and unbeknownst to us, we continue to ask Chris to be on the episodes that take place in frat houses. Of course. So His area of expertise. Yes, of course. Uh, if Chris was auditioning for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, his special talents were Sarah Michelle Gellar listed ice skating. Yes. Chris would uh, list uh, frat party stuff. Commentary. And or songs. Yes. Okay, so Fear Itself, this very episode, was written by David Fury and directed by Tucker Gates. And originally Who is Tucker Gates? I don't know. That's that a, I've never time? heard. Yeah, I've never heard. It's Tucker, a heck of a name. It sounds like Parker Abrams. Tucker Gates is a, like another guy working UCSD campus. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. It's fine. Just like new director alert, you yep, know? Yep, yep, Uh And it was originally aired on October 26th, 1999. The uh, same week as all the other Halloween episodes of every other show. Yes. Uh, oh, gosh. I wish we had looked up what the other Halloween episodes of the other shows were. Like, what was mm-hmm. Dawson's Creek up to this yeah, Halloween? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. You let us know. Uh, BufferingTheVampireSlayer oh at gosh. gmail.com. Dawson was probably Steven Spielberg for Halloween. <laughs> oh, my God. Jenny. <laughs> Sorry. Brittany might know. We should ask her. <laughs> this is the one. Where on Halloween, Buffy and her friends find themselves trapped inside a haunted frat house, complete with real bats, zombies, and a terrifying demon. Ooh. Like, on on Halloween, Buffy and her friends find themselves trapped inside a haunted frat house. Isn't every frat house haunted? Wow. Is that rude? Haunted by the ghost of the Uh, patriarchy? The patriarchy! Just getting there nice and early. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's an episode in a frat house. You yeah, no get time there. wasted. The, the last time we did an episode in a frat <laughs> house, Jenny, we wrote a song with the lyric, Smash the Demon Lizard Patriarchy. Sure, sure. So, sure. you know, there could be uh, another best-selling actually, t-shirt. The in- lyric was just, uh, I got a scoop. Of the demon. A heaping scoop right. of the demon lizard patriarchy. Right, right, right. I'm so sorry. But, you know, all I'm saying is that perhaps nestled in this episode will be another hit slogan for a new t-shirt. <laughs> Let's hope so. <laughs> okay. So, so it's pumpkin carving it's time. It's pumpkin carving time. You said you had something to share with the group over there uh, on your phone. I've got something about uh, VHS tapes. Ooh, I have something about... Dawson's Creek, 1999, Halloween. Hit it! Okay, I'm just going to read you. I'm not, I watched Dawson's Creek when it was on, but like I don't remember things. But I'm going to read you the description of this episode. I want to say that like 
Whoever writes the Buffy summaries on IMDb is nice and to the point. Whoever writes the plot summaries or the uh, descriptions for Dawson's Creek is a little more verbose. So the um, 1999 Halloween episode of Dawson's Creek is called Escape from Witch Island. Uh, and it is the one where Dawson recruits Joey, Pacey, and Jen to be his guerrilla crew on a documentary for history class. So like already your Jesus. Steven Spielberg <laughs> costume is uh, kind of on point. Dawson! About, about which Island, a local spot shrouded in mystery for its reputation of being haunted by witches. During their, what? which also Wait, haunted, haunted by, by witches? witches. How dare you? Yeah, excuse me, uh, mixing your metaphysics much. Mm. <laughs> During their work, they are haunted by tall tales of witches and love lost that has Dawson and Joey questioning their failed romance. Spoilers for Dawson's Creek and Jen and Pacey <laughs> on considering a new kind of friendship. What does that mean? Back at school, Andy takes a new job well, on who's Andy? Cape Side's disciplinary committee a little too seriously when she tries taking back the halls of the outgoing students. What? Yeah, that doesn't sound like anything to me. <laughs> Wow, let's see how many shows we can cross yeah, over yeah. in this. Uh, anyway, uh, you have something about VHS tapes before we get into this episode? Right, right, right. Well, Buffy goes on her like whole monologue. Her like, oh, like life is pain. We're in the episode I was a right pumpkin. now? It's, like, it's just like right after her pumpkin monologue. Okay. So anything you have to say about her pumpkin monologue, lay it out, and then I'm going to hit this. Oh, one. I have like plenty to say before we get to her pumpkin monologue. Before we get to her pumpkin monologue. Yes, okay, I have a couple it. of things. First of all, the previously on is... We already played the patriarchy jingle, but the previously on is just the patriarchy jingle. It is what happened in the previously on. It's a on? Parker montage. Oh yeah, it's like literally He's like, like what are you previously doing? on Parker? Parker, another <laughs> yeah. line from Parker. Some more Parker. Parker's wearing a new shirt. Making a Parker. choice. Ugh, and that like the way that she touches his upper arm. You hate that? The I hate sh- it. I think Joanna in the last episode called it a like a shoulder meat cleave it wasn't cleave mm. but it was something like that um so I, I wanted to just touch on the previously on and um I also before we even get into the episode I know everybody's like get to it um but something happened Jenny uh you guessed it on the last episode of Angel on Top <laughs> and it was great if if you all have not been listening to Angel on Top you should be it's wonderful and also this last episode was my favorite so far like I feel like oh but thank you I mean <laughs> I, you know it didn't like you were great but it really had more to do with everyone and yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just feel like Laura and Brittany like you know we started our podcast and like nobody knew what it was everybody was like what is this crazy thing especially you and me yes yeah, so like, what are we doing us? like you know we were just like whatever and and everybody sort of like went on this growing journey with us and I I feel like, you know, Laura and Brittany were like, ha- we're four seasons in now to Buffering. So all of the people who listen to Buffering are like ready for this podcast, this new podcast to be like polished and everything it's going to be. But like, it's just being born. And so like, even in the three episodes that I've listened to, I've just been getting more and more excited because yeah, like, they're, yeah. fi- they're finding their groove, they're finding oh, their thing, yeah. they're finding their voice. And I love this episode. And But when I was listening, I was like, I can't, my thought process was, I cannot believe that they talked about this whole episode and they didn't play the spike jingle. And then, Jenny, I realized. Turn that cruel mirror yes! upon thyself. I was like, oh my God, Joanna and I did the whole episode of Harsh Light of Day. And the never. Two, the two biggest Spike fans I could think right? of. Right? We were so overwhelmed by Spike that we forgot there even was a jingle, which is, I'm sure, what happened to the three of you. Of course. So, you know what? I don't care that this episode isn't a Spike episode. All right. We missed it on Angel on Top. We missed it on Buffering. We're playing the goddamn Spike jingle for all of you humans who listened and thought the same thing. What the hell is wrong with all of these girls? 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, that was a sound now, for sore ears. So we, okay, so the Spike Jingle, thank you very much. We're back to Halloween. We're back to the thing. The previous Lamb Parker, blah, blah, blah. Woe is Buffy. Woe is Buffy. But Jenny, the first, we start the fucking episode with the camera inside, inside of, a of a pumpkin. Which I'm for it. deserves a shout out. I mean, this yeah. was 1999. Had it ever been done before? I you know? mean. <laughs> Some of the, the best uh, special effects yes. on the show to date. Now, Buffy, go ahead with her fucking pumpkin oh gut gosh. monologue. You're you're entwined with others. You live in the sun. And then somebody comes along and hacks you off the vine and like, carves oh into you and like pulls all of your innards out and mm-hmm. possibly bakes them on a tray to snack on later and meanwhile they cut a face in your body wow i mean i went i went a little farther than her but, but that's yeah she that's, does that whole deal yeah and it's intense we're very in tune as with buffy's emotional state as she's like squelching squelching <laughs> A squelching, I think. Squelching. Is the technical I was trying to make up Latin. a word that would be the the sound that it would make, but uh, squelching. Well, maybe squelching. Squelching it's, seems it's, like it's it. squashing and squelching yes. together. Squ- squelching the pumpkin guts, uh, hot, disgustingly, or uh, you know, I didn't mean to yuck your yum, Jenny. I'm sorry. <laughs> so you. what does this have to do with VHS tapes? Okay, well, immediately afterwards, Xander's like, "Can't wait to spook you all when we watch." Fantasia? <laughs> right. Okay, and he's like, oh, I meant to get Phantasm, but here's the thing. Mm. I had a very clear memory of um, the horror rack at my local video mm-hmm. rental store from when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Phantasm, the horror movie, starts with a PH. <gasps> if Xander was trying... <laughs> if Xander was trying to rent Phantasm with an F, he was trying to rent a 1976 softcore pornographic film directed by Richard Franklin under a pseudonym. <laughs> it was followed by a sequel, Phantasm Comes Again, the following year. C-U-M? C-O-M-E-S. Oh, but okay. that but is like, still the right, thing. Right, right. Directed by a pseudonymous Colin Eggleston. And listen. Wow. German psych- The plot is German psychiatrist Professor Jürgen Notefreud takes the audience through a series of female sexual fantasies, including sex in a beauty salon. Oh, like that's mine. Top one. Uh, fruit <laughs> fetishism. Wow. Lesbianism in a sauna. Oh, my God. And teacher-student seduction. Wow. There's other stuff that are is not okay to so talk about. F- female, only females fantasize Those are, of course, uh, all-female, all only-female fantasies. Fruit, fruit what, fetishism, fruit fetishism, lesbianism in a sauna is my favorite. Yeah. Is the sauna the one that's hot or hot. wet? Hot. I mean, dry. And they're or both wet. hot, but no, yeah, hot. It's sauna dry. Is dry. It's dry. Mm, <laughs> it's hot and dry. Yeah, hot, dry lesbianism, my favorite <laughs> kind. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe how deep you got on that fucking journey. Incredible. I'm so impressed. Also, okay, here's the thing about the VHS tapes too, right? Is that when you got the wrong VHS tape, the cover was right and the tape inside was wrong. Like you didn't, you, you think that he didn't notice? I think the, well, what you do is you take, you would take the, oh, the, the VHS thing. cover up to the counter and then right. you'd be like, here's your generic like blockbuster or, you know, right. But did he, but Xander didn't open it. He didn't open it. He just looked at the case and was like, Fantasia. Yeah, but they could, but they're right next to each other. So the person just probably grabbed the fictitious person in the video <laughs> store I made up has a, a, a wild shelving system that I believe is the truth, which is just alphabetized spines. Man. 
This is going to be a long episode. We talked for an hour about female <laughs> fantasies, dry, <laughs> hot, lesbian sex. Cool. So anyway, nobody so, told Xander about the frat party. Yeah, but also, can we talk about what Buffy does with her gut-covered hand that no one sees? Like, <laughs> she's she like, do? her hands are in the guts of the pumpkin. Maybe I looked away for a second and she, like, wiped it off, but I don't think so. She puts her gut hand on the bed, then she drapes her jacket over her gut hand. Have, has anyone touched a pumpkin? <laughs> Pumpkin gut in this room because yeah, it's wet it's and sticky. sticky. Right, sticky it's the forever. opposite of the lesbian yes, sauna precisely. scene. Yes, precisely. If disgusting. you're going to have a lesbian sauna scene, you're going to want to have a lot of gutted pumpkins on oh, hand God, as well. Oh, God, this is getting dark. Counteract the... Uh, <laughs> right, so gross, Buffy, wash your hands. Yes. Also, my note about Oz in this scene is... Oz is so Oz in this scene. Uh-huh. He just has like one Oz line after the next. Yeah, you know? yeah. Post Parker depression. Post, post Parker depression being the cherry. And the on, thing about on the, the nose. Yeah. He just yeah, like great. goes for it. Yep. Yep. Going hard. Okay. So before we get to the credits, um Buffy's moping down State Street. She's like, I wish I packed my overalls of sadness for this journey down State Street, but I forgot them. Yeah. And this costumed demon jumps out and Buffy punches him in the face. And he pulls his mask off and he's like, harsh, or like whatever he says. He was like, What's wrong with you, lady? Yeah, but you know what? God damn it. She's a lady walking alone yeah. on Main Street, and your ass just jumped out and fucking scared the shit out of her. So maybe you should learn one or two things about something that we already played the jingle for, but I'll play right. it again. You know what? I'll set a record today. Play it, Jenny. The Patriarchy! But Buffy isn't like the patriarchy. Buffy's like, what's wrong with me? That's what I'd like to know. <laughs> She's like ready to make a, a Shangri-La's single right there yeah. in the street. She really is. A little spoken word, a little self-loathing. Mm -hmm. God, you know, her and Angel really had... I know, they were they were kind of perfect they together when were, you think about it you know? in a particular way. Like, it's just like how many times do you think Angel sulked down Main Street? Oh, State Street. <laughs> State Street, sorry. I'm in Sunnydale's Main Street. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, so then, in other people's lives, right. not everything is about Parker and Buffy's yeah. gaping uh, abyss of sadness. Yes, when we get back uh, from the credits, we're in the lunchroom. The beautiful... Dining hall? Oh, sorry. It in used my, to be the lunchroom. wrote down lunchroom. It used to be the lunchroom when they were in high school, but now the exact same space is called the dining hall. I see, I see. But yeah, this is this is like great. So we're in the dining hall and um Willow's talking about buff or talking about magic with Buffy. Right. And like that's a thing. And she and, wants to do transmutation and conjuring. Right. Get and closer to the primal forces. Sorry. You're really into it, huh? Yes. I love primal forces. <laughs> yeah. She talks about uh, all that exploration people do in college. <laughs> and then Oz comes in and they have this really and I wondered, like, I wondered in the writing of the episode if they went so hard on the Oz one-liners in the previous scene to, like, counter to this. Because this is some real Oz shit. Like, we don't, we get mostly one-liners from Oz, you know? And then this yeah. episode, he has two scenes where he gets very Real serious very serious mm -hmm. and i am here for it i am here for oz having many layers just like our uh, beloved, beloved cordelia cordelia wrong may she reign um and yeah he's just like i'm afraid for you i'm i'm worried about you magic you know doing magic conjuring things it's scary and he says like i t i touch something deep dark you know when i wolf out and it's yes. not fun and that 
is kind of the first that we've heard about like Oz's perspective about wolfing out, which is really important for later in the episode. Right. And we've seen that he gets upset, but he's very he's more verbose about it in this uh, yeah, yeah. in this episode. Then of course the serious scene is interrupted by a like a stock footage of Parker laughing with ma, everyone. Ma ma ma, ma. <laughs> I'm so handsome and carefree. I look like the 20-year-old version of the dad on my so-called life. Wow. Oh, nice. Weird. He's roping in this the This is shows. like a 90s show's bingo yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've um, all won. So the only other thing I want to talk about before we leave the lunchroom, before we collectively with Buffy leave the lunchroom in a huff, is what the hell is with her ponytail in this scene? Did you notice? Buffy's ponytail? Yeah. Sure didn't. Buffy's ponytail, it's like like her hair is in a ponytail and then there's like one clipped extension. It's like, (laughs) there's like, just go back and look. It's a horrible, they didn't do a good job. It looks better later. It's not a good ponytail for (laughs) her. For Buffy. You know that I'm on Buffy hair watch this season, so yes, I'm not going to let anybody down. And, ooh, I can't wait till next episode. <laughs> Got a lot of hair coming up your way. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Giles doesn't care about Halloween. Giles is dressed up mm. as cultural appropriation. Yeah. Giles. Giles. Dude. No. Wow. And this is one of two fucked up cultural appropriation costumes that we yeah, get. At least two. The, Actually, two main ones that we noticed. That's true. I didn't pay attention to, to uh, every single costume, but two main costumes. We're also playing cultural appropriation bingo this episode. Yeah, we've got a lot of it. So, Giles, take off the fucking sombrero, man. Buffy wants you to take it off because she can't focus. We all want you to take it off because we know you're better than that, dude. Yeah, man. Um, You know what I do like about Giles? His hanging little yep. skeleton, or is it a Frankenstein? It's a Frankenstein. Uh, <laughs> and also his general enthusiasm for her Halloween and his just waiting excitedly Yo, for a trick-or-treater. I don't know if you noticed that big bowl of that he's ready to dole out. It's full-size candy bars. <gasps> it's not fun-size. You I gotta go to Giles' place. Yeah, we all, okay, this Halloween. Everybody hit up Giles. We're all going to Giles's. I don't know if anyone saw this. I retweeted it on Buffering's Twitter, at uh, BufferingCast. Uh, but the uh, Frank Lloyd Wright mansion is for sale. Uh, Angel's Place? Angel's Place Vamp is for Mansion? sale. Vamp Mansion is for sale. What's the, $23 million. Okay. So, Hang on. Right? So if we all chip in. <laughs> yeah. Like how $100,000 or $10,000 each. $10,000 a piece. Yeah. Then we'll, is that right? Is that Hellmouth? Mm-hmm. Do we just do some Hellmouth? Unknown. <laughs> I won't commit. Okay. Well, um, if we do. We, are, we can buy Angel's Mansion. Could you imagine if we could podcast from Angel's Mansion <laughs> every week? <laughs> it would be great. Every Excuse me, every other week. Yeah. Uh, well, Laura and Brittany could podcast there, too. I mean, they, they have, they have more of a right. Obligatory. So we're fundraising now to buy Angel's Mansion. Yep, yep, send us. Just a wee $23 million Kickstarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the property taxes on that are going to be... Oh, negligible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. Anyway, um... The frat house. Right. So the point of Buffy going to Giles is that she's desperately trying to stay away from the party because she doesn't want to see Parker and she doesn't want to meet anyone else. She's over it. She's over love. The end. Yep. Yep. She just wants to kill stuff. Right. And so then, yes, uh, we go to the frat house, um, a new frat house, uh, Delta Delta Monster. Um, Yes, that was the yes. (laughs) Yep. So... Item of note, uh-huh. neither Kristen nor I were prepared to recognize this, but uh, of the two dudes who are, like, setting stuff up, mm-hmm. one of them is a Power Ranger. Yes. 
One of them is, now here's the thing. So I wrote down in my notes, oh my God, it's the Black Power Ranger. And uh, Right. Well, what the hell did they do that to us for? I know. He, if you watch the Power Rangers, if you know the Power Rangers, they all have colors. There's pink and there's black right, and there's, right, right. but they paired the, you know what I mean? Like you can't say, what I mean in my notes is if anyone, in, if in the library of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one day all of my notebooks are there and somebody pulls out my notes and they're like, wow, Kristen, way to call the Black Power Ranger, the Black Power Ranger. I was right, right. Pri- referencing You're just his- trying to say that he's the Power Ranger whose uniform is black yes. and has- what is the black? Is it a pterodactyl? Is it a stegosaur? Ooh, I should know Which that. Which zord? God, re- this really is 90s. Right? Fucking bingo this week. So yes, that's the guy that plays the Power Ranger who has a black costume and is also a black man. Sick. Wonderful. Nailed it. So happy to see him. <laughs> but we didn't notice that. Chris Farron actually pointed yeah, it out. Chris, Thanks, Chris. Chris. Thank you. Thank you, Chris Farron. Um, there's a beautiful patriarchal comment here. Uh, they're setting up the haunted house so they can scare women into our arms. I wrote, fuck the patriarchy. Hmm. <laughs> How many times did you write that this episode? A few. A few. Um, so Anya shows back up at Xander's house. She sure does. There's nothing that I like more lately than an Anya entrance because she's like, you should lock your door. I'm already inside. I mean, Anya's just literally going for it every time she enters, which is why you're enjoying the Anya entrances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know what's really interesting? Okay, so Anya is so mad that after she and Xander had sex and she was like, I'm over you now. He was like, okay. Mm -hmm. She's so mad. And what's really interesting to me about this in particular is that so much of Anya's uh, interfacing with humanity is like very, very entry level. I'm basically a robot. How do humans function? But she somehow innately picked up on this like very, very human <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, behavior mm-hmm. where we're like, I'm insecure. So I'm going to say what I think you want me to say, but I hope you don't want me to say it and that you like argue with me about it. Right, right. And I, what I also, good point, first of all. And second of all, what I really liked also about this exchange is that Xander says, basically, I tend to accept the words people say at face value, Mm -hmm. which I feel like, you know, is a really true Xanderism. It's a really, you know, like Xander really does take, he has taken everything Anya has said quite literally and has like just been like okay i guess you gotta go bye uh, yeah but yeah. i think it's like a xandery thing so props to xander for understanding who he is and saying it and props to anya for declaring it's been exactly one <laughs> week since we copulated it's been one, one week since we copulated <laughs> great well cool you know i'm gonna go out of here on a limb i think this is gonna be a great episode <laughs> oh, it's really 90s up in this Peace. Okay. Um, Anya, but okay, so quick reversal. Yes. Uh, Anya goes right back into her Anya-esque behavior and is like, I don't understand why you continue to associate with uh, w- Willow and, and Buffy and, oh, yeah. and Oz. You have increasingly uh, less and less in common with them. You live at home. They don't. They're in college. You are not. It's like, Anya. Right. But also says the former vengeance demon to the teenage boy. Like, you know right. what I mean? What's she playing? What <laughs> game is Anya playing? She's here? playing the are we dating? Um, is okay. that what this is? So I wrote down, are we dating? And then I wrote, yes, Anya, with the step forward. And then I wrote yes again and I underlined it because you're into that move. 
It was really sexy. It was really sexy. Coming around to my way of thinking, are you? Listen, I have always loved Anya. I can't help it that Spike is just one notch above the the sexiness for me personally. But I'm here for Anya, and uh, I just am understanding why Xander is also here for Anya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good moves. Great. So Professor Walsh is wearing a vest. My note is nice vest, Professor Walsh. What kind of vest was it? I didn't notice. It was, was like, it like a folk was, art vest. Yeah, a, you know, it was like t- probably tweed, but floral tweed. You know, like okay, it was like, okay. It was like brocade. I don't know. It was <laughs> Kate. Where are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna get to Kate later, but we're gonna wait for the Halloween costumes for Kate. Um, but yeah, just saying. Okay, so like Buffy gets her head bitten off, but like, listen, you're gonna miss the class and then show up at the end of class and be like, I'm here for my assignment when you could just be like, Willow, could I have the homework? Right, right. It doesn't make any sense. No, you want to know why it's here, Jenny? It's here to kick off what I believe will be a season-long argument between you and I where I say, what the fuck, Riley? And you're like, oh, he's not that bad. Listen, um, Riley. Yeah. Just... He has another button-down shirt. Riley? Okay, here's my question to you, Jenny. Yeah. If we, because you've been like, to me anyway, you've been talking the fairly big game about like, you know what, Riley's nice guy. Riley, Riley, Riley. And I just want to know, like, should Riley wind up being a part of this season past this episode? If you start to feel like Riley is a pain in the ass, are you going to admit to it? Are you going to cop to it? Are you going to be honest with us? Or are you just going to fight the good fight because you already made your claim? No, I mean, I'm already rolling my eyes at, at Riley, but well, I can't, it's not fair. I can't talk about what exactly my point about sure. Riley is right now. Sure, so okay, fine. I'm at a disadvantage. No, and we, we're not going to have it out right now, but I just like this scene, um, some of my notes are, Riley, how the fuck old are you even with right, your Right, because he's like, I dimly recall my freshman year. Yeah, he's like, uh, he's just, ta- he talks to her like. I think he's being charming. You are full of shit. No. All right, you I know mean, what? I think his, There's like two Twitter polls this week. One's for the damn <laughs> sexual tension award. And the other one is, is Riley charming in this episode? I think. Yes or no? I think uh, Mark Blucas, uh America's sweetheart is no. at a, is having a hard time with his dialogue because it's not great dialogue. Oh, so but, now we're gonna blame the writers' room. <laughs> okay. But but I feel like I feel like he's just like trying to to help and be encouraging. You seem like the person. You seem like the kind of person who's really hard on herself. Fuck. You don't think Buffy's the kind of person who's really hard I don't on herself? think Riley is the kind of person who has known this woman for oh, long enough so you're to un- give unwilling, fucking assessment. Unwilling of, to accept mm, that someone might be perceptive. No. Might be emotionally intuiting. men. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. That was Kristen, I, just to be clear, <laughs> not Jenny. I love men. Especially I, hunks. Hunks, send your uh, tasteful and safe for work Headshots and ab shots. You you were trying to say nudes, but not say nudes. You were like clothed nudes. Send your clothed (laughs) nudes my way. (laughs) No, I just I can't stand I can't stand the attitude. I can't with Riley. Like he's just I just don't feel like he's that being a great big jerk in this scene. I think that he is embodying the bullshit that a lot of us have to go through all the time. With Men certain, are victims of the patriarchy too. Fine, and he is a big victim, and I can't stand it. I'm a, go away, a Riley. Big strapping. Go, can you make me a jingle that's well built? I have a request. Broad shoulders. Shut a up. frame. 
I have colonial. I colonial. <laughs> I switched over to architecture stuff. I have a request. Yeah. Can you please make me a jingle that's go away, Riley? I would like. No. Yes, you can't make your own damn jingle. Okay. You know what? I will. Oh yay! I'm going to make my own jingle called <laughs> "Go Away, Riley." That's awesome. Great. Really excited. Um. Okay. My next note is in the frat party, uh, or the, at the frat house, rather. Yeah. Yeah. They is it, don't forget to paint a pentagram on the floor for your party. <laughs> no, because I know they didn't forget. Um. I noticed they dot 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 peeled the grapes. Like what fucking frat guy? Pulled out his peeler. For sure, small, sure. No person in college has ever had a peeler. Ever. No. Not one person. Also, how do you peel a grape? How do you peel a grape? You know, well, everybody would... always says that about the whole like dish of eyeballs thing. They're always like, peel the grapes. Do but, you like, think you who? peel it with your teeth? Like uh, you like eat it like corn on the cob, but you just eat the peel off? No, that would yield not the shape. You boil you the grapes? Do you, do you uh, parboil if you, the grapes? You know. Somebody out there knows how, blanch, the best way to get. Do you blanch them? Somebody out there <laughs> knows the best way to get a peel off a grape. Please write to us at bufferingthevampireslayer okay. at gmail.com. And don't forget your clothed nudes. <laughs> Jenny, you know what's not fair is I'm the one who checks the damn email. And so I now know. I have to look at all of these clothed nudes. <laughs> uh, okay. okay, so you know what I really don't like about this scene? Tell me. I mean, many things. But I really don't like this frat guy being shitty to Xander. Yeah, but you know what? Did you, I mean, you went to a SUNY school. Maybe everyone did this in their college in the 90s or maybe where I was just an asshole. But like townies was a thing. Yeah, townies was a thing like, too. It's weird. Everybody said townies, but it's not like there were like people our age really nearby campus. No, but like you would go, like if we went to a bar and like there were people there that were obviously from Binghamton and not from Binghamton University, like, it, you know, it would be like, oh, there's a couple of townies here and said with such huh. condescension. You know, a good way uh, to avoid having to like interface with that at all is just drink at your apartment on campus. Mm, well, the bar was not in my all of us apartment. were dating older women and living off campus. What? No, 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 no. Oh, no, no, no. My my on campus apartment where I lived on campus. Oh, 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 oh. I see. I see. There I was. See. There, it was just. Yeah. yeah. Everyone was just partying all the time. Nobody left campus I, to get drunk. <laughs> uh, we always went to uh, the Rat. Was one of the bars the mm. Rathskeller? Could you walk there from campus? No, we would take a cab. Good the cabs God. at Binghamton, the, the way that the, actually, I just had this memory. The way that the cabs at Binghamton worked, where you'd call a cab and every person just paid two dollars, no matter where you were going in Binghamton, no matter how many people fit in the cab, everyone paid two dollars. Wow. Yeah, and they would fill like they would fill up some vans with two dollars ahead people, Wild. and then you'd go. I mean, you know, to one of the two bars in town that people were going to. Anyway, uh, can I say something about yes. townies? Please. Um, the recording artist Mitski, who also attended SUNY Purchase, mm. just like me, mm -hmm. uh, has a really great song called "Townie" that you should all listen to if is you haven't it, heard. Is it about a uh, college bar townie? Like, is it about? I a don't townie? have any hard data, but if it is about a townie. It's about the same townies that I avoided interfacing with by drinking on campus. It's like townie is, <laughs> townie I think is, as much as like we were going to state schools, like I really feel like the word is rooted in in classism. You know what I mean? Like, totally. Like it's totally, uh, these people don't, like these people don't have money, which like what the fuck, who had money? But like we were, it was like we were in college and they like weren't. But like, for some reason, because they were either too poor or too stupid. Yeah. Is like the well, right. gross association. Really shitty. But, you know, as a person who um, is waking, uh, a word that I prefer these days over woke, 
Wow. Because no, be- obviously because it's a pro- it's an the ongoing process. process it continues. But did you just pull that out of the air right now? Uh, no, I was thinking I, I saw Roxanne Gay speak when I was uh, in New York City recently, and I can't remember. I, I don't think she said it. But I think somebody who asked a question said it, and I and it really struck me. They didn't say waking. They said like that they didn't like to use the word woke because it signaled an end. Or maybe Roxanne Gay even said it herself. I don't know, but I just took it and I've been thinking about it, and, and now I'm delivering to you the results, which is that I agree and think it's a process, right? Absolutely. So that's why I thought people uh, tend to say, if they're thinking about it, they say, like, stay woke instead of, like, I am. Right. Currently woke. But, my my finished state. Right. So anyway, as a person who is waking, it's horrifying sometimes to think about the things that we did when we didn't know. And that was one of them. Yeah. Happily, just a classist college student rolling my eyes at townies. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, your watcher was... Putting on a totally inappropriate uh, outfit. And I'll tell you. Calling it a Halloween costume. Would have had no idea that it was inappropriate then either. Because that's where I lived in the 90s as well. Sure. We're Uh, all on a journey. We are. So then Oz shakes his blood all over the floor. (laughs) Rude. (laughs) God. Also, I have a note uh, later, but it's applicable at any point. This is way too clean for a fraternity house. Mm. This house is clean. And as we go through it, there's like art pieces on the wall. Like, I'm sorry. No. Where's the Klimt's? <laughs> yeah, what I it should be know. all Monet's and Klimt's. Today's episode is brought to you by Regal Cinemas. If you're anything like me, you deeply enjoy going to the movies. Going to the movies is probably among my top three all-time activities. I love seeing films on the big screen. I also love being around other people who are watching the same movie with me at the same time. And of course, I love eating giant buckets of popcorn. If you feel the same and you like going to the theater, Regal Unlimited is something that just makes sense. Regal Unlimited is the all-you-can-watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two movie visits. You can see any standard 2D movie anytime, no blackout dates, no restrictions. When you want to watch a movie in 4DX or IMAX or RPX or ScreenX. There's so many ways to watch movies these days. Your Regal Unlimited membership gets you into those premium experiences at a reduced cost. And with Regal Unlimited, you don't only save money on the tickets. You will also save on your snacks. And as previously mentioned, I love snacks. The only thing that can make me love a snack more is saving money on buying a snack. Members get 10% off of all non-alcoholic concession items with membership. Regal Unlimited, all you can watch movie subscription pass. It pays for itself in two visits. So if you're planning to see two movies this month, join Regal Unlimited and sign up now. You can sign up in the Regal app or on regmovies.com slash unlimited. Sign up for Regal Unlimited using code buffering and earn 10% off your three-month subscription. Please let us know about all of the movies you see and how the popcorn is. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So then where do we go? We go to uh, the Slaughters. Oh, when when oh. Oz's blood hits the pentagram, it's important to notice that a rubber spider magically turns into a live tarantula. <gasps> Just like in the episode. Now, here's a parallel for you. I'm ready. This is because I already drew this parallel, but I didn't realize the spider was part of it. This episode is a lot like nightmares in its like through line, Ooh. right? And and the spider is a thing because that's the first thing that happens in nightmares too. Is the is the kid it opens his book or whatever? Right, Remember, right, right. A spider, and the but the thrust of the episode. Sorry, I said thrust. Is <laughs> um all it's like all their their fears, right? It's like Xander is invisible. Right, Buffy's a vampire. Buffy's oh, a, sorry, wait. that was in nightmares. <laughs> I was like, what did I miss? In this episode. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it was like, clowns for Xander in Nightmares. Buffy is a vampire in Nightmares, but... Buffy's a vampire Yeah, do you remember we see Buffy in vamp yes. I just remember that she's really afraid of... Oh, and Willow's has to sing in the opera? Yeah. And Cordelia's in that episode. Okay, anyway, this <sighs> episode, it's like Xander's invisible. Nobody can hear him. Yeah. Oz is turning into a werewolf. Yeah, Willow's yeah, yeah, yeah. magic gone wrong. Buffy's mm-hmm. being grabbed from below by, like, hands yep, that are telling yep, her to yep. just give up the fight. And so it's, you know, it's like it's like graduation, post-graduation nightmares. Like, everybody's nightmares mm. are a little bit more... Um, Developed. Yeah. Mature. A little bit more mature, but it's got a similar theme. So thank you for calling out the spider thing, because I didn't realize Here that. Here to... Help. Now. Now. Joyce's hair on point. Huh. Right? Yeah. It's oh. floofed. It's floofed to the high heavens and Joyce. I beg to differ with this character choice. I do not fucking see Joyce Summers owning a sewing machine and sewing. Really? I yeah, I don't see it. I don't see it. I saw I think, it with my own two eyes. She, I mean, <laughs> she... What, what? So Buffy is 18, and what did she say that she, the last time Buffy wore this cape? years ago. She was 12. 12. Okay, yeah. I guess you would want to, like, adjust your cape. Yeah, you grow a little 18. bit from 12 Fine, to okay, I accept it. <laughs> um, and Buffy has this moment, this divorce. We don't hear a lot about Buffy being the product of a divorced household. Right, um, right. But Buffy really goes for the... My feelings about men are rooted in my feelings to my dad, and everybody leaves when you love them. She says, open your heart to someone, and he bails on you. Dad. Yeah. Angel. (laughs) Parker. (laughs) Giles, that one episode, but then you were cool, and you came back, so now I know you love me forever, Dad. And Joyce is like, I'll always be here for you, because the matriarchy. Clashing of scimitars on the Amazon island. Wow. Tight, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. So Joyce really goes for this moment here where, like, Buffy is saying that she's going to, like, lay off men. But then Joyce does a curious pivot to not making any friends her first year. In the neighborhood, but then then she met Pam. The, um, I'm sorry. I mean, Pat. Who's Pam? <laughs> Pat, Pat, Pat. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Pat. Yeah. The blessed memory of Pat. I never meant to defile you. I love you still. Right. So Joyce essentially is like, 
You know, I understand what you're saying about boyfriends. Um, I didn't make any friends, but then I met Pat and like, whatever, tee hee hee. Delicious empanadas. And then she's like, also, I'm still a little gun shy. Excuse us, (laughs) Joyce M. After um, I dated that robot. Hey, oh, Ted reference. You know what I mean? Ted. Miss you, Ted. Just kidding. Don't miss you ever. And also... She gets it all. It's like all in here, right? There's a reference to her neighbors and friends, which is Pat, who is the first uh, person that she slept with after her divorce. <laughs> then, Kristen. what? Just facts. And then she references Ted. Actually, I think I can't actually remember the chronology. Maybe Ted came before Pat. Uh, Ted did n- not come before literally because he was a sick. robot. Oh, <laughs> sick, sick, sick. But Ted was season two, like episode 12 right. or 11. And, and Pat is Dead Man's Party, which is 302. Right. Think, right? But, but who knows when that the trysting began. Mm, so I my the first empanada was Bacadef. <laughs> my chronology is Pat and then Ted. And then she also gets a reference to Giles in here. She And I missed that entirely. She oh, just, she's she, just like, you have your friends and Mr. Giles. Right. Which I'm sorry. You still call him Mr. Giles? Maybe that, that's what he's into. Maybe that's right. That's what I'm. Um, thank you for getting Daddy there. Giles. Daddy. Oh God, Suck. we're gonna get real Daddy Giles in a little bit with a fucking Hell chainsaw. Fucking yeah. But first, let's go back to the frat house. Um, they must. Oh, so I wrote this note that they must not be able to, and of course they're not able to do costumes that are like cultural reference. It like um like SpongeBob SquarePants. It, it, yeah. For example, or it was one first trademarked thing I could think of. For one example, the reason I thought of it is because there were a lot of like black hooded costumes with like skeleton masks, and I was like, please, like nobody would be wearing a scream mask to this party. Right, right, right. Scream was ninety six. This party's in ninety nine. Right, right, right. People right, are right, still right. wearing scream masks to Halloween parties, and then I realized, oh, they're all in kind of like generic G- yeah. costumes. Yep, yep. Red Riding Hood. A tux, a lobster, a lobster, and a present a having present. a fight. Yeah, I'm gonna post my, a picture of myself dressed as a present one. Uh, oh, Halloween! My God, do I have any Halloween? Co- no, I just have like Catholic school uniform pics. Oh, come on, Jenny. Those weren't even costume. Those weren't even Halloween costumes. I know. That's why I'm saying like the only vaguely costumed thing I have is one Halloween. Jenny and I forgot <gasps> costumes, and so we went oh. as straight up ghosts under sheets. Well, yeah, but then halfway through the party, we changed them into togas, which I felt like That's was right. pretty progressive. Also, remember that time we were X-Files? Yes. Did we ever talk about that on this? I don't think we have. How did we not talk about that in this Halloween? This is so, this was, that was your idea, right? Yeah, or was it, it was. Always? No, were, it was my idea. idea. We were here in LA yeah. staying, um, but when we, we lived in New York and we like were totally unprepared. And Kristen was like, we should just be, well, I'll get two manila folders and we'll be X-Files. Well, and I actually think I said, are X-Files actually files? Yeah, because yeah, I you did. did. You did. I didn't know. And you said yes. And then I was like, I have an idea. Yeah. And I drew like the X-Files logo on the manila folders. And then I made each one of us a very specific X-File. I was Eugene Toombs, of course. Who was I? Uh, you were Samantha Mulder. Oh. Fox Mulder's missing sister and our cat's sometimes namesake. Spoilers for X-Files. Sorry. <laughs> no, you find out like in the first episode okay. that his sister's missing. Right, because that's why he believes in aliens. And yeah. And Scully is like, fuck aliens. Science forever. Yeah, she's like, I want to fuck some aliens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway... Then we get the second ridiculously horrible Dude. cultural appropriative costume, which Dreadlock is hat. 
which is like, I, I knew a lot of fucking people with the fucking dreadlock hat. That was a thing that they sold at like uh, Hot Topic or the place you got your incense. Like, you know, it was just like. The eh. place you got your incense. Yeah. <laughs> but really? No, I know. We all had a like, place we got our incense. Yes. And you could get your tie-dye shirts and you would get your dreadlock oh, hat. Oh, God. Which is, if you were this guy. If you were this guy or like a lot of fucking people in the 90s. And yeah. you know what's horrifying is a lot of fucking people right now still. Gross. I was at the gym the other day and uh, Family Feud was on. Why are you horrified? I'm just really worried about where this is going. Oh, nobody was wearing a dreadlock hat at the gym. Okay. But uh, I was uh, Family Feud, or not Family Feud, what's the, sh- The Price is Right was on. Okay. And there's a current episode of The Price is Right, and like, you know, they always call like people who have crazy things going on, and they called this bachelorette party, and they were literally all wearing Giles' sombrero costume. Like, every <gasps> single one of them. And like, that's today. Like, it's it's not, you know, everything's still fucked up. First I don't of know. all, bachelorette parties shouldn't be allowed. Right. <laughs> Just across the board. Wow. Says someone who had a bachelorette party. Just saying. Anyway, <laughs> uh, while the Scoobies are walking around outside, they bump into uh, some some guys who seem to be dressed as uh, military ski mask yes. people. There's a NATO, 90s NATO comment by right. Oz, always right. with the one-liners. Yep. Um, also, right, this is, the, this is the famous, what I call the famous Oz tomb. The famous costume that Oz wears. Ah, the, you didn't get what Oz tomb. No, meant, I was like O Z T O M B. Right. Uh, so yeah, this is like so many people. I feel like we've seen at like cons or like whatever that are just wearing their shirt and they and they have a little have god a little god name god tag. Name tag. Yeah, it's it's great and everybody's looking good. Joan mm-hmm. of Arc is here. Yeah. Yep. You know who's probably going to talk about Joan of Arc and who's definitely going to talk about Halloween costumes? Jenny. Who's that? Ah, uh, Kate Leth. <gasps> Kate Leth. Yes. It's time for our friend Kate to give you the Buffy Fashion Update. Well, welcome back to Buffy Fashion Watch, the scariest fashion update around. (laughs) I love Halloween episodes of pretty much any show. Shout out to Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Bob's Burgers for doing one every single season. But this episode holds a special place in my heart. Buffy is Little Red Riding Hood with the crossbow, Xander trying to look good in a tuxedo, Anya in her fursuit, but nobody, and I mean nobody, tops Willow, alongside Oz, as Joan of Arc and God. Now, I'm not a religious person, but Joan of Arc was a pretty rad girl I didn't know too much about until recently. Did you know that at age 19, yeah, that's for anyone out there who thinks they haven't accomplished enough at their age, she was burned at the stake. Under orders of the king, she helped get coronated. Seriously, with no experience and supposedly guided by the voice of God, she led armed forces on a white horse to drive out the enemies of France and get this guy, Charles VII, on the throne. Successfully, then he let her get captured right outside his city gates by the English while defending him. She was imprisoned for a full year at age 18. Again, so young. Rough stuff. And nobody tried to negotiate her release. Not even the king that she got crowned. He was like, Nah, people are saying she's a witch. I think this might be bad for my image. So just like, um, let's kill her, I guess. If you think about it, it's pretty much what the movie 9 to 5 was about. A work of genius, by the way. At any rate, Willow looks fantastic in this episode, and her hair is really doing some good stuff. (laughs) Happy Summerween. I'll see you at the mall. M-A-U-L. Get it? (laughs) <laughs> that was our friend Kate 
M-A-U-L, mall, <laughs> and Summerween are uh, some of my takeaways from that, Kate. Wow. I Some of my takeaways were like, history lesson, mm-hmm. reminder to watch 9 to 5 again. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a fantastic, this fashion watch had everything. Spooky, <laughs> haunted, laughing, all the things we already said, plus Kate. It's true. It really had so much. And of course, the Scoobies gave us very good costumes to talk about. Mm-hmm. Also, Xander still looks great in a tux. Yeah. My he... preferred Xander looks are tux or speedo. Give oh, it to me all or give it to me God. almost none. In your Xander doll lineup, you have speedos, speedo Xander. Yeah, and yeah, and tux, tux. 007 Xander. Yeah, 007 Xander. I agree with you. He does look very good in a tux. And also, Anya's coming to the party, but she's having trouble finding a scary costume. Oh, so I wonder. Meeting them there. wonder what it will be. I can't wait to find out. So then we go to inside of the house and, and it's just scur- scary murder chaos. Scary murder chaos and then we get this slow-mo fall by the cultural appropriative uh, yeah. so like, that's fair. Yeah. Um, you know how um, sometimes you're just like a young, 20-year-old nubile nubile uh <laughs> Hell, just generally healthy looking dude and then you uh, whoops trip and fall down the stairs and then you die but also like if you go and watch the way he falls down the stairs he's like falling 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 and then it's like my <laughs> neck hit the stair and is turning at an angle <laughs> it's like so very dramatic <laughs> the way he falls um, and then we hear the very first release me. <laughs> yes, very good, Jenny. Thank you. Very good. Um, then they come into the house, of course, and no one's there. And that's our first it's empty like, and calm. And hum, we're like, hum, yeah. hum. What's going yeah. on in this house? So this house. Let's talk about this house for a second, right? right. Because the ho- this house is definitely a character in the episode. The house is um, has a door, then it doesn't have a door. It has a window, then it doesn't have a window. There's a lot of stuff happening with this house, and it yeah. reminds me of something, Jenny. Do you know what this house reminds me of? A book you recommended to me. Oh, does it remind you of House of Leaves? Yes, the yeah. House of Leaves. And if you have not, if you're a fan of horror, yeah. if, if you like to be scared, so fucking scared you might never sleep again, and you haven't read, uh, what's his name, Daniel? Uh Mark Z. Danielewski. Mark. Oh, that's where the Daniel is in the end. Um, House of Leaves. It's a brilliant book. I know some of y'all out there have a book club in the secret Patreon Facebook group. So maybe you just want to consider when we get to the actual Halloween, popping that on your list. Um, yeah. It's a big one. It's You need to give yourself a minute to read it. But yep. Yep. It's so fucking good and it's so fucking scary. And this house is reminiscent uh, of that house, I think. Hell Yeah. Well reasoned. Thank you. Okay, so listen, it's the roast of the frat house because Oz is like, those cobwebs might be real. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Oz pulls a Kristen and defends Willow from the spider, a thing that I have oft done for Jenny. Oft rescued. How many spiders have I rescued you from? So many. So many. And then you know what I have never rescued anyone from, nor will I ever? A pool of blood. Uh, Sure. A skeleton. Yes. And also bats. That stock footage, though. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty funny. It is so bad. So the bats fly. The release me happens. All this shit happens. And then who shows up to the fucking party? Anya in the scariest costume she could find. It's so good. 
She's it's straight up like Easter Bunny at the mall bunny. Suit. She's straight up Christmas story bunny costume. Yeah, yeah. Like the ears and all. She looks so great. So um, great. And then, right, no door. We already talked about that. No window, blah, blah, blah. There's a great little line um, inside the house again now. Because something I want to call out is that this uh, episode, I think, is the longest we've ever spent in one place in in an episode. Oh. And because I, when I take my notes, I sort of write where we are. And that's how I notice this, that we are in this, almost the entire episode is somewhere inside of this frat house, which is not common of Buffy. Yeah, you know when the last time uh, a similar ratio of mm. in one place to not in that place might have happened? The last time we had a Little Red Riding Hood <gasps> reference. Which, right, that's another helpless. thing. Which is helpless. That's true, inside of a house with Little Red Riding Maybe every time we get Little Red Riding Hood, we get uh, mm-hmm. one scene, one mm-hmm. extended scene. Anyway, inside the house, Buffy has a uh, moment where she says, uh, like Oz cuts the music and she says, thank the Lord. And he turns around and he says, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, also, we didn't mention that when Anya rolls up, she's like, where's the door? Right. And then she looks up and sees a girl screaming in the window and then the window like blocks itself up. Yes. Yeah, so she's like, Xander. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Xander's in that house. Amazing. And uh, clutches her bosom and runs to Giles. <laughs> Um, other things that happen in the house, though, before we get to Giles's house, uh, are that Chaz is in the closet, terrified, uh, and yep. is saying, yep. like, I did this thing, I've released this thing. It's really scary. There's a couple of, like, real moments of fear. Yep, yep. And then house. a plastic skeleton turns into a real skeleton, and it thrusts a knife into Buffy's shoulder with all of its skeletal strength, yes. which thankfully is not too great. And then the closet disappears, which is also creepy. Yeah, yeah. And also, Buffy's like, let me get my picnic crossbow yes. out of my picnic basket. Yes, I'm here for that. I'm here for the Slayer carrying her crossbow in her... I... Her crossbows are so stupid! <clears throat> Aw, but they're, but they're convenient for a picnic basket, you I, know? I, Yes. I don't know. Anyway, we go to Giles' house, and Giles, I love me a Giles and Anya scene anytime yes, I get one. A plus. Uh, of course, she's like, we've got to get Xander. He's like, and the rest of them. And she's like, who cares? Xander. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, Giles has a nice bookish moment of hmm, matter and reality distortion. Mm, he goes pip, pip, his, and he goes to his shelf. <laughs> he goes to his shelf to get his chainsaw. We find Hell out yeah. later. We think he's going for it. You know what? And let that be a lesson. Never underestimate your local librarian, folks. You know? Hot dad with a chainsaw. <laughs> Hot so, dad with a chainsaw. Before we get to dad. Dad and his sexy chainsaw. Willow and Buffy get in a fight. This is so intense. It really is. Like, I don't remember them fighting this intensely for a minute or for a, I don't, this is intense. Yeah. Willow's like, I want to help. I want to do a spell. Buffy's like, you guys go and I'm going to stay because yeah. I'm like the one who does that. <laughs> I'm the chosen one. Right, blah, right, blah, right, right. blah. And <laughs> Willow's like, you're not the boss of me. She's like, I'm not your sidekick. Yes. Which is, uh, I think, with the first time we've heard her say that and the first time maybe any of us have been like, wait, is she? Right. Like forced to think about, is Willow Buffy sidekick? Isn't kind of everybody Buffy sidekick? Aren't they? But then, like, are they? Because we keep seeing Willow get more and more powerful with, right, her, right. with her Wicca. Although Buffy's quick to point out that her spells are 50-50. So's your face! <laughs> Just Willow. Always good with the Very effective. Very effective. Uh, And and over the course of this, it's becoming uh, very clear that nobody can see or hear Xander. Right. And then Oz is turning into a werewolf. (gasps) 
And this is, I asked Jenny while we were watching the episode if um, this was the first time that we saw this. Because we, you know, we spent a good portion of season three making horrible fun of the werewolf costume. <laughs> um, but w- this is like getting real good now. This is some right, right, right. real good shit. And if we've seen the face Jenny pointed out, I think you said that. We've seen this stage of the transformation, like where it's like, you know, practical effects. And they're, it's just like makeup and hair and stuff. Um, and like weird contact lenses. Uh, but we haven't really seen Oz act in that state because he's usually right. changing very quickly. It's usually just like one very quick part yeah. of a metamorphosis. And this is right before the second scene that I was referencing where like Oz gets these two very real scenes where he's in the bathtub. I mean, he so like he wolfs out on Will, like he scratches he, yep. yeah, Willow he and then Willow. runs and he gets into the bathtub and we see him saying like, it's not, you're not going to turn, you're not going to turn or whatever it is that he's saying over and mm-hmm. over again. And it's like, I don't know. I just feel like it's the most real we've gotten with Oz, um, like into his psyche, what it is to live in his skin and to change and to touch this deep, dark thing that he touches and to not have control over it, to know that he could hurt the ones he loves. Like, it's just all very, very deep and dark, just like he said. Oz does not tell a lie. Yeah. So Oz is a werewolf. Willow is really mad. Xander's invisible. There's a great moment where there's a head in the hallway and some blood starts pouring out of its eye. Uh, Yeah. And then Willow, Willow does her spell. Now, do you think... That even if she hadn't had a moment of indecision, that the spell would have worked? Yeah, I think this is like a Final Destination situation. What? Where like, you know, like... Where it's all about the papillon share, papazon share, (laughs) platypus share. Papazon was correct. (laughs) Papazon? Papazon, yeah. Well, what is, aside from being French for butterfly, what's what's papillon all about? I I don't know. Papillon. When I saw Jewel, it was on the Papillon tour. Papillon oh, tour. My God. I don't know how to say the the vowel. I'm sorry. Wow, Jenny. Um, well, no, I just mean to say, um, really staying on this hot 90s episode. <laughs> yeah. I, I think actually Final Destination is the early Aldi's, as uh, Joanna and I called them last week. I didn't like two that. weeks ago. I guess what else are you going to call them? Um, but I think it, it's the kind of thing where like your fear is going to manifest. You know, there's not a way you can get around it. Your fear is going to manifest. So like, yeah, if Willow didn't wasn't indecisive, something else would have happened to make right. her spell go wrong. Um, but her spell goes wrong in a pretty terrifying way. It's um, Kind of like those bees in that other episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer at the high school. Remember? I only have eyes for you. Bees. Is that the name of the episode? I only yeah. have eyes for you. Wow. Why were there the bees park. though? Because the bees kept them away from the school, remember? So that they could play out their, right. their scene. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, Buffy falls through a door into the basement where broken neck guy. Now, is that the same guy from before? Yeah, that's the guy that fell, but he's all distorted because his see. neck is broken. He fell. Okay. Which is, I think, effective. Effective makeup job. Yeah, definitely here. creepy. Really good. We have to, something on our list. We haven't had a, t- a ton of guests, although, holy shit, two weeks from now on Beer Bad, we are going to have so many amazing guests. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's just talk about it for one second <laughs> since I said it. Uh, we're going to have Heather Hogan, who has been on Buffy, bef- who's been on Buffy, who's been on Buffering before, but has never delivered her knowledge of beer as yeah, hard she's as she's going to bring it. she's a scholar. Yes. Uh, we're going to have Lewis Peitzman. Pe- I didn't ask Lewis how we pronounce his last name. 
so sorry if I'm saying it wrong, uh, who works at BuzzFeed and who is a monster Buffy fan mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. hates Beer Bad yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is going to be on the episode. And also Kathy Two, one of the two hosts of Nancy, Hell yeah. uh, is also going to be guesting. So we're like, we've saved it all up for all of our hot, hot guests coming uh, yeah. to Beer Bad. But my point being that I would really love to have um, somebody who does the makeup for for Buffy. You know, we actually on. met somebody who did oh. makeup at Justin Pierre's wedding. Oh my god! Do you recall? I, I do. The most famous ca- cast makeup person of all. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> I do remember now that you say that. So let's look, check missed connections for uh, Justin Pierre's wedding. <laughs> See if we can find that person again. You just trying to do your job. Us really stoked that you were. Worked on Buffy the Vampire Slayer that one time. <laughs> um. Anyway, Giles is here with his chainsaw. Hot. Yes, really hot. Anya is nervous about Xander bun- bouncing up and down in her bunny costume, which oh is real cute. God. Giles is like, "There's no door. Don't fucking worry about it. I'm gonna." <laughs> he makes a door. His drum wherever roll. he goes. His drum roll chainsaw. Yeah, it's um, I don't actually know what a. What do chainsaws sound like? I'm actually just realizing I have no idea. <laughs> something like that. Maybe no, but that's like more of like a motor starting or something, isn't it? Or like, does I, a chainsaw start with like a putt putt? No, it's ramp like a, up? yeah, it's like it's like it's like yes that and then You're again pulling on the thing and it's like yeah and then it and then, and then it, it like kicks in. Kicks. I'm not gonna stop doing it because I feel pretty dumb. But right. um, a moment that we have in the basement with. The broken neck guy is like, I think. Oh, he uses her words. Yes. And it's like, ah, ha, ha. Right. He's like, and he says, like, no matter how hard you fight, you always wind up in the same place. I don't see why you bother. Yeah. A yeah. constant question. Definitely stuff that's coming from inside of her. Yeah, for, for sure. Okay. And then Giles. Okay. So now we're upstairs. They're at the pentagram and they're realizing, Buffy's realizing, like. Our fears are feeding it. Our our fears right. are feeding it. And also, like, no, this isn't good that we're all, we've all been led here. Oh, right. And this is to bad. A centralized location. And Giles breaks through. Now, in my heart, in my dreams, for us on social media this week, I will get a side-by-side for us of Giles in silhouette in the doorway with a chainsaw. <gasps> and Buffy and Faith yes! in silhouette when they yes! go to kill that vampire Yes! Dude? It's like very similar lighting and hot all the way around. So wow. I'm going to try to get that for us. I'm imagine gonna... if he'd been in the middle. No, don't imagine that. <laughs> oh, no. That's not what I meant. That's no. not what I meant. Just like for cool like silhouettes. No. And the symmetry. Take anyway. It Take it away. We not don't want. what? No. Anyway, Giles okay. is here with a chainsaw. It's hot. Yes, it is very hot. Um, <laughs> There's this great moment where Giles is like, destroying the mark of and Buffy just destroys Punches it. Punches it. And he's like, is not one of the ways that you <laughs> want to do this. And in fact, we'll immediately bring forth the fear demon itself. And what's the name of the... Gaknar. Gaknar, of course. Of course. Luckily... Gaknar is about the size of a can of beer. Unluckily, Gaknar has the same fucking fruit punch tiny little mouth hole <laughs> as the fucking master. Oh, and I'm gross. not here. Why does this gross. always happen to me? Why does the show make me look at tiny little puckered holes that have red around them? I am so upset right now. <laughs> yeah, you should be. Because why do they I make me do it? Gotta. My Iro in Go. giant letters, tiny fruit punch mouth Why? Um, <laughs> big overture, little show, says Xander, which is the line I love. And I'm just going to stop us here for a moment so we can listen to, to Gaknar. Is that his name? 
Gaknar's mm-hmm. first uh, words, because I, I think it's real fun. This is Gaknar. Big overture. Little show. I am the Dark Lord of Nightmares. The bringer of terror. Tremble before me. Fear me. <laughs> He's so cute. Yeah, so if you ever want to do an impersonation of Gaknar, you just suck in some helium from a mm-hmm. balloon, yep. deliver your first f- fearful line. And then get stomped on by a vampire yes. slayer. Yes, and, and, you know, sorry to make this, like, I shout out all the lines, but there's some really good lines in this scene, um, or, like, lines that gave me a chuckle. Uh, when it comes to slaying, Giles says, and then Buffy says, size doesn't matter, <laughs> which <laughs> I feel like is cute. Cute little uh, reference to penises. Great. Oh, Um, love cute references to penises. (laughs) Thanks, Kristen. Cute little penis reference. (laughs) And then, um, and then, and then, right, she steps on him. Squash, splat, which just has to be unpleasant. It's how I feel like I never want to step on a cockroach, you know, because it's like too much of a splat. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Okay, so. And then we go to Giles' house. We've defeated we the find tiny out. demon. We get the most important moment in the episode for me, which is Xander looking, you know, out of the corner of his eyes yeah. at Anya being like, so this is your scary costume? And she's just like, <laughs> bunnies frighten me. Yeah. Like, it's the most reasonable thing. It's really good. I, I hope so- I hope someday we get to hear more about Anya's fear of bunnies, me? you know? Fucking Seems like an interesting... Two character Expand choice. Expand that info. Please. Uh, and then we get this like bump at the end where they're like oh I noticed it says actual size. So and then it just like cuts to black <laughs> and we're out. And we did it. We really did it. Our our uh, se- th- is it the second Halloween episode? Or the I think so. I think right? it's just been this and yeah. um, the one with Halloween. Ethan Rain. Oh yeah. Halloween. Halloween. There's there was not a Halloween episode in season three? Isn't Halloween in season two? Yeah. So they just weren't um Yeah, we looked it nothing, up. Nothing nothing happened. I panicked, but yeah, I guess nothing, on Halloween nothing in the happened. season. They in were between. too busy um doing sub uh sub lesbian subtext to uh care about Halloween. <laughs> You're gonna say lesbian sauna fetishes. <laughs> I wasn't, but you know, what a great way to transition to the way we like to end these episodes, Jenny, which is by uh, talking about Sexual Tension Corner. Yeah. Sexual Tension Corner. So who won so last week's listener poll? Two for weeks sexual... ago. We're so not used to the fact Sorry. that we oh, do right, this. Oh, right, right, right. Two I weeks know. ago. Last our, episode. Our last episode. Thank you so much for asking, Jenny. Um, the winner, taking 40% of the vote, Dang. was Anya and sexual intercourse. Hell yes. <laughs> yeah. Taking 34% of the vote Whoa. in second place was Harmony and Blondie Bear. Tight. And I have to say that, like, you know what? As much as I want Anya and sexual intercourse to win everything, I personally was uh, a voter for Harmony and Blondie Bear because mm. they had some real great sexual Yeah, tension. they did. Um, I think people may have not voted for them because Anya and also because they they copulated, uh, if you will. They, You know what I mean? Like, I will. 
Some some people don't some people don't oh. like when we give sexual attention awards to people who have had sex because they feel that there cannot be the tension, tension. still exists. I agree. You're not. You might not. I agree. There's another. Okay. Okay. <laughs> then eighteen uh, percent Xander and his juice box, <laughs> uh, and taking a mere eight percent. Poor Devin and his crop top. They really <laughs> like three people were like, yeah, <laughs> into it. So wow. Anya and Trophies I don't know. In the mail. I don't know how we mail a trophy to sexual intercourse, but we'll do some research. Everybody, the next time you encounter sexual intercourse, if you do. Yeah. Let Please. it know it's won a trophy. Yes. Probably many. Okay, now the nominees for this episode. Mm-hmm. Heck, yeah, we're going to have that Twitter poll up at Buffering Cast. So please cast your votes if you have an opinion. Uh, the poor the people who find out about Buffering the Vampire Slayer in a year and they listen and they're just always, they can never vote. <laughs> every And they want to, but it's over. Okay. But if you're with us in the moment now... Mm-hmm. Please cast your vote for one of the four following options or go ahead and write in if you feel like you yeah. missed something. A legit sexual attention nominee, mm-hmm. Xander and Anya. Yes. This is like real shit here. Yeah. there. It's really, it's building. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, next up, Giles and the Chainsaw and all of us. Yeah. It's pretty high contender. It's a rare thruple nominee. Yes. Uh, Riley and mansplaining. That's Ugh. Kristen's nom. Yeah, fuck you, Riley. <laughs> Jesus. People are just going to vote for him out of spite. What? Even Why? Though- oh, you mean in the other poll that we're doing? No, no. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, in this poll, they're going to be like, Riley and mansplaining because like, fuck Riley. No, they're not going to vote. Because you're rallying no. the... Okay. Uh, and uh, fourth up, Joan of Arc and God. <laughs> yeah. Which seems blasphemous, but... <laughs> I think God gets it. So, uh, right, God can get it. (laughs) So, you know, place your votes. This is a democracy, unlike the country we live in right now. Wow, way to end it on a great note, Kristen. Uh, Jenny, why don't you tell the good people where they can find you? I will do exactly that. I'm Jenny Owen Youngs, and uh, when I'm not watching Buffy, I am writing and recording music. You can learn more about me at JennyOwenYoungs.com slash buffering you can hear some songs there you can find out what i'm up to and uh also i just like co-wrote a couple songs on the panic of the disco record that came out what? on june 22nd i worked on high hopes and roaring 20s and uh the whole record is great and um that's like something that i've been up to lately so you can check that out also uh you can give me a shout on twitter at jenny owen youngs yes and i am Kristen russo still uh and i am still at kristinnoline.com that's k-r-i-s-t-i-n-n-o-e-l-i-n-e you can also find me on twitter and instagram at kristinnoline you can learn about the work that i do with lgbtq communities most recently i saw so many of your wonderful beautiful faces at the all ages pride party in new york city thank you to those of you who i was like on stage and i was like and i have a website it's called everyone is gay and people were like yay and then i was like i have a podcast called buffering the vampire Star. and people were like oh, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for uh, bringing it. Uh, and yeah, you can, I don't know, find out other things I'm going to be doing by following me in those places. 
We still got to get you that K-R-I-S-T-I-N-N-O-E-L-I-N-E yeah. jingle. Where's my jingle, Jenny? I'm working on it. All right. Well, I'm going to work on my Bye Riley jingle, and you can work on your Kristen Nolene jingle. Bye Riley. Bye Lee. <laughs> uh, buffering the Vampire Slayer is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Buffering Cast. And you can also drop us an email at BufferingTheVampireSlayer at gmail.com. Don't forget to attach your clothed nude. No. Also, just (laughs) this is mean. This is homophobia. (laughs) What? You're being homophobic, Jenny, towards me. (laughs) Being mean to a person who happens to be queer is not homophobia. (laughs) Well, it is July now, but in the month of June, anytime anyone is mean to me, I call it homophobia because it's Pride Month. (laughs) Um, Okay, so speaking of where you can email us. Um, you should send those emails in. Let us know. You know what? We never say this. Let us know where you're writing in from when you write us emails, especially if they're emails that we might talk about on mailbags. And we are going to be doing a mailbag this month in July for our Patreon supporters. I think it's the $10 patron level that gets Mm -hmm. the mailbags. And they're getting a video from Jenny and I, a QA and a video this month, and a mailbag. Really hopping over in that $10 level. So um, let us know where you're from. If you send us an email and you're not a patron and we use it in the mailbag don't worry we will email you specifically so that yes. you get to hear our question Heck your yeah. question answered um and that sort of segues into how you can support us patreon 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 is a great place to support us it's also just really it's so fun and wonderful you know if you support us at any level you get in the secret facebook group which is just hopping all the time they've got book clubs they've got watches they've got not like watch wrist watches but they've, they've got, got buffy watches buffy watches um we just did uh, a Buffy watch for Beer Bad just a couple of days ago. Getting prepped. Was getting super pumped. fun. And um, other ways you can support us, go to iTunes, rate and review us. Many of you have, but all there's there's people out there who haven't. So go on over there and do that. It's helpful. And you can get merchandise. We have a hot, hot Fourth of July sale happening right now. Oh, yeah. So if you want to, you can go on over to our store. You just go to bufferingthevampireslayer.com and click on shop. Uh, And right now you can get 15% off everything in our store by entering the code. So, okay. I had Jenny pause it because obviously I didn't have the code. I didn't think of the code yet because it's, you know, June still. We're recording this. Uh, And Jenny has forced me (laughs) to make the Halloween sale code. Halloween. I mean, the the Halloween in July sale code clothed nudes. (laughs) That's (laughs) C-L-O-T-H-E-D. N-U-D-E-S. Clothed nudes for 15% off everything in the store. Including our new mugs. Yes. our ah. new We have new Smash the Demon Patriarchy uh, diner mugs. Diner mugs. They're so cool. Also stickers. And we've got some pre-orders up for beer koozies that say Black Frost Hell on yeah. them. Which that means really anything to you. Yeah, if that means anything to you. Um, also, if you know this, but if you're a patron uh, of ours at the $10 level, you actually get 20% off our merchandise all the time. So, heck, wham, yeah, bam. What else do we have to say? Anything? You know what else we have to say? We're gonna see New York 
Real soon. Real soon. We'll see you in a few days, New York. The show is sold out. It is going to be so much fun. We cannot wait to see all of your faces there. Yeah. If you have any ideas of how Jenny and I should dress uh, for the show, (gasps) let us know. We went as Faith and Faith last time. That was a choice. Yeah. Should we just go? Well, I don't want to say anything about what happens in the episode. Okay. Well, we can talk about it afterwards. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Off air. Off air. But if you have any ideas, tweet them to us at BufferingCast. And um, until next time. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm sorry, Johnny. That's your line. Go ahead. Till next time. Why are you so sad? <laughs> so maybe you should say it this time. Huh? I did. I already said it, and you didn't, and you got upset. I just shrieked. I had an emotional response I couldn't control. I wasn't necessarily upset. I was just reacting. Okay. To unforeseen change. All right. Well, then, until next time. I feel like I had more to give to the Awu because I didn't say till next time. Sometimes change is good. I feel like a pumpkin. They're living it up in the sun. Somebody cuts them Carving their hearts out for fun One in a million You made me feel like I was But you're just a villain Making a game out of love I try to shake you Tonight I'm going out But the curse on this party Drag me down in the haunted house Like I got nothing better to do On Halloween night When all that I wanted is just to be haunted by you Down at the frat house Everyone coming undone Tarantula party People screaming and covered in blood Whatever your worst fear is coming to visit tonight At least there's no demon reptile Waiting for a co-ed sacrifice Usually I drive a stake through And be sound asleep by ten But tonight the evil is fucking around in our heads Halloween night Not I'm supposed to have all all these demons never know when to back off They drag me down in the haunted house Like I got nothing better to do On Halloween night When all that I wanted is just to be haunted by Sometimes you gotta put your fist through a pentagram Halloween night
Here we are after the song. Uh, it's still me, Jenny Owen Youngs, but also I'm joined by the one and only Chris Farron. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. I was happy to be here. <laughs> thanks for talking to me right now, and also thanks for writing the song yes. that we just listened to. Hey, thanks for inviting me to write it with you. Uh, literally my pleasure. Me too. So this is the third episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer you've ever watched. Uh, okay, so one... Reptile Boy. Two. The one you made uh, me watch with you. Uh, yes, Graduation Day Part Two. Uh-huh. And then this one. Which yes. Which was called... Wait, hold on. Don't tell me. Halloween Scary Freaks Zone. <laughs> yes. Fear itself, right? Yes. I figured it out because you went... <laughs> yeah. Well, happy that I could uh, help you sort mm-hmm. that out. Yeah. Mm, yes. So... What did you think of this episode? Well, I ha- I wrote a bunch of notes and then you made me throw them away. I did. I burned them actually you, in front of you. Right. So I don't remember. But I remember thinking that I was hopeful that all the monsters were going to show up. Mommy, Dracula, <laughs> uh, Swamp Thing, uh, 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 the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Did they, is that a Buffy thing? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Why would that be a Buffy thing? Because they're scary monsters, and okay, first Buffy of all, fight all the scary monsters. Does she not? The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on? are heroes on a half shell. Oh, I'm Turtle sorry. Power. I thought Angel the Dracula was a hero in this show and the others. Well, he has now since moved on to his own spinoff. Right, but he's Angel. a scary monster. Well, and scary it's monsters don't have to be bad. Oh, and now I have one over on you, don't I? <laughs> Uh, yeah, point to Chris Farron. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. No, I mean, thank you. Yes, and you're welcome. So one thing that I thought of about a bunch when, when you and I were um, talking about this episode, mm-hmm. the last time you were on the podcast was when we watched, or when we talked about uh, Reptile Boy in season right. two, which is, of course, most of that episode takes place in a frat house. Yes. And most of this episode takes place in a frat house. Well, because you come to me because you know that I am You're the, frat's- the frat expert. Mm-hmm. Frat expert. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been to a frat party? Oh, probably. Yeah. On tour? Swing in? Maybe not. Almost <laughs> definitely not. I've been to a party. Is that the same thing? <laughs> and of course, I've been to many parties. Yeah, no, I know you're... A party animal. Yes, I have I heard love that stuff. I walk in, I say, "Hey," and then everybody goes, "Whoa, it's him! He's here!" And we all—I talk to everybody, uh-huh. and I make 
eye contact with everybody. <laughs> Do you? And I, I say cheers, and then and then everybody goes clink 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 speech, and I go hey, I'm here at the party. Thanks for having me, and we're having fun tonight. And then the music starts. The DJ goes, and then uh, I came to get down by Run DMC place. <laughs> okay. And they perform, and they're there. Oh, gee, at every party you ever go to? At the ones I've been to, yeah. Yeah, okay. I just go to, I guess they're just run DMC concerts, is what I'm describing. That's, mm, it's not exactly what you're describing, but there's a strong run DMC concert component. Have you been to component. a run DMC part, uh, uh, concert? Nope, nope, Well, then. Nope. Okay, no, you're right. master. Okay, I will so, do no, that. So, no, I've never been to a frat party, but maybe I have. Okay, if anybody has any intel officially on whether Chris has been to a frat party if or not. If you are a fratern... And you have seen me at your party or invited me to your party and I came, please write in buffering the vampire slayer at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Okay. Subject line Hey, I actually saw Chris at a party and it was mine and I'm frat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, another thing that I remember about your experience of this episode is that the. Um, the frat house has a Halloween welcome mat that says hell come. Hell come, yeah. And you looked into my eyes uh-huh. and you said, that's a great other name for lava. Yeah. And and yeah. I just want to say gross. What is gross about that? You know what you did. I do. So what do you think is the scariest Halloween costume you've ever worn? Me? I won a first prize contest at my uh, elementary school, first grade. I was the Grim Reaper. And I was Spooky. very scary. Yeah. Ominous. Uh, and I won a um, weekend trip uh, to stay at the Holiday Inn. What? Where? Kind of close to where I live. <laughs> that is a weird prize for a kid in a costume contest. At the time, it seemed really cool. I have no idea why it was a prize. But at the time, I was like, that rocks. This is so cool. I think when you're in first grade, you can win anything and it's cool. Yeah, yeah. You just feel like a winner. Yeah. Hmm. But I think the hotel also had like a slide, like a, like a wow. mini water park kind of thing. Cool. It was in Michigan, probably. Sure. That's the place. Yeah. I um was a shark one time. Scary. My mom made the costume. The open mouth is where my, my face was. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Like a breaching shark. Uh-huh. In perpetual breach mode. Yeah. Um, I was an orc. Orc? An orc from like Lord of the Rings? From Warcraft. Excuse me. Specifically. Because I loved Warcraft. Warcraft? Warcraft. Um, and then also it was Blanca from Street Fighter one year. Wow. Yeah. That's I must have had cool. leftover green makeup from one of those years. Yeah. Whichever one was first. Wow. Yeah. Wow, I'm jealous. Yeah? A Street Fighter costume. That rocks. I can send you a photo. Um, I wish that you would. In the photo, I'm pointing to myself with my thumbs. It's very cool. Great. Can't wait to get a little side-by-side of you and the genuine article from Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe we'll post that on socials if that would you... That yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know you that. love attention. I do. Uh, what else? What else should we talk about? You... I feel like the direction of this song went in a particular way that's very different from the last time you worked on a song, which was for the Zeppo, right. which you produced out, um, which was very Chris Farrany yes. in its production. And this song, um, you've been listening to a lot of Burt Bacharach. That's true. And that rocks. I've just been 
playing chords like that. Yeah, yeah. What's your favorite Burt Bacharach composition? Um, uh, 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 I think What the World Needs Now. Is Be- love sweet love? Yeah, because it's like... It's a mi- it's in a minor key, but it doesn't feel like it. And I'm wow, so that's interested true. in that. Yeah, that's... that's so interesting to me when songs are in minor keys and they're not like they every time I've ever written a song in a minor key, it sounds like the Haunted Mansion song. <laughs> and I can't What is the Haunted Mansion song? It's it's like uh, I don't know. It's not I can't even When you say it. Haunted Mansion song, I just think of No, the one from Disney World. It's the ride. It's a specific song that we would all recognize if we heard well, it probably. maybe not, but it's also, it's kind of like, I can't think of what the song is, is right now, but it's it's also kind of like Tim Burton, Nightmare Before Christmas-y, just like, mm. like Tom Waitsy kind of like <laughs> pirate-y type music. I love you know? all these adjectives. This is great. And I, and I like music like that, but I find myself feeling embarrassed when I make it myself. Sure, sure. You just want to croon. <laughs> Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. Don't we all? Yeah. I, I find it hard to not be playing like a character in a song when I'm playing a song like that. So do you remember anything that, that happened in this episode? Buffy, the vampire slayer. Nailed it. She was going to have a day off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And yep. then her friends invited her to a party. Yes. And they went to the party. Uh-huh. And because of some satanic rituals that were <laughs> accidentally performed uh-huh. the whole party has turned into a scary uh demon fright fest uh-huh. uh-huh and they go into rooms and they go what was that and then they realize it's a monster and then they go into another room and they hear something else and they go what was that and then they realize it's a different kind of monster and then they make it to the last room and uh, somebody comes in with a chainsaw, saves them in a mm-hmm. way, and then they're like, here's where the monster is, and he's a little guy. He's small. He has a very little high-pitched voice, and uh-huh. she, she smashes him. He smashes? She smashes him with her foot. Well, that was a great... That's basically... I don't think Kristen and I needed to actually record this episode. You kind of just got the whole thing in there very succinctly. I'm going to start a uh, competing podcast. I'd like a two-minute long. do that. You don't need to listen to this episode. <laughs> um, please do. Okay, I will. Chris Barron. Yes. A pleasure as always. Thank you. You Jenny. are uh, like a cool drink of water on a hot summer's day. That's nice. Thank you for writing this song with me. Thank you for having me. Had a blast. Yes. Uh, could you tell the good people uh, who are listening where they can find more of your work and more of your face, your handsome, handsome face? Online at chrisfarron.com. Sure. And also on every social media platform. It, just my name, Chris Farron, spelled like everybody spells everything. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a, a, well, I mean, I've seen people spell Chris in different ways, but I think there's the main way, and that's kind of the way I spell my name. Wow. What a lot of people say is the right way. Okay. Not okay. me, I'm just here. Sure, sure. Farron. You know. I do. You got it. But just in case you don't know, it's F-A-R-R-E-N. I know. No, the you, oh, the, the, the yous who are listening. The audience. Bless them. And hello, audience. <laughs> okay. And I love you. Okay. They and lo- I appreciate the follow. <laughs> okay. And then you will. And you did. Okay.
Uh, thanks so much for joining us, Chris. You, you are the best. Okay. You are. Hi, it's Jennifer, a founder of Go Kid Go and a mom to two kids. Join my family on the story train with Calm Conductor Birdie each night as we travel through the magic rainbow tunnel to everywhere and anywhere to find the best bedtime stories. Search for Story Train on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) 